Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Running cattle at um, sustainable numbers, just keeping a long-term um, stocking rate that's that's um, appropriate for the country and um, that's probably followed through to projects that we're leading now which this is a farmer-led podcast the farm's voice podcast so thank you for tuning in for those that farm it service it or just outright love it we bring you the techniques and technologies you need to motivate and implement into your day to improve it one way or another Make sure you share the farm's advice to make another farmer's day. Let's get into this episode. This episode loops back into the APEN 2022 conference, which we were proudly a podcast sponsor for showcasing the insights that the researchers, the academias of the industry have put together and some great papers came through there as well. Um, and we'll be sharing a little bit of the insights through the extensionists that we have on the podcast this year. And with that, we have Ryan on a beef extension officer based in Queensland, where we're actually on a trip at the moment. So we're editing and recording this all from Yapoon, Queensland. So let's get into this episode and chat to Ryan about his role as an extensionist. Ryan, Honor, how are you going today? Good, thanks, Jack. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Good to be ripping back into these episodes and seeing how we can improve farmers' positions, situations right across Australia. No farmer's farm is the same, and we need to be diverse in the conversations we have, and I bet you're all up with that about the beef farmers up north. Yeah, for sure, mate. So, um, yeah, my name's Ryan Honor. I'm a uh, beef extension officer with the Department of Agriculture and Fisheries in Queensland. Um, yeah, look, the emphasis of what I do from day to day is engaging with producers from a range of production systems and assisting them to continue to improve their businesses, land management and their herd management. Yeah, beautiful. And the current climate at the moment, how's it all going up there? A lot of rain, no rain? 
Yeah, look, mate, we've had we've had a really good start. I'd, I'd say a lot of people, probably 90, 99% of people would say it's the best start we could have had. Um, you know, we've had we've had ample rain to start the season off. We've had good growing temperatures right the way through. I mean, just getting to the end of January now, we're probably getting that heat that we always sort of know was coming and we're probably just looking forward to that, um, that extra little follow-up rain just for, to finish off growing pastures for wintertime. Yeah, mate, as you can get that grass going before you get the colder winter snap come along. Beautiful stuff. Well, let's get into it and hear a bit about yourself before we talk about APEN, your role as Beef Extension Officer. What's your background and connection to agriculture? Yeah, Jack. So um, funnily enough, I actually grew up in Brisbane up until I was probably 20 I left, but um, my parents were both lawyers down there and um, they still live down there. My grandparents were cane uh, cockies and cattle cockies, so... I sort of followed into the cattle side of things. Um, I used to go up to my grandparents' properties in the school holidays. I never wanted to be in Brisbane. So when I got the opportunity to, I, when I finished school, I completed a Bachelor of Agribusiness at the University of Queensland at Gatton. Um, after that, I went buying cattle for a little while on commission. Um, just got my foot in the industry sort of thing. Came back home to Rocky. Um, was really fortunate enough to get a job with the Department of uh, Agriculture and Fisheries surrounded by a lot of good people that mentor me a lot um, and it's enabled me to continue to carry on the family cattle business on the side as well. Yeah, mate, and so what was the turning point yet? Yeah, grandparents getting you across the line to get into agriculture? Yeah, mate, for sure. Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to do it with them. My parents supported me all the way through. They always wanted me to come back to the land. Um, they always knew that that was me. So I was very fortunate to have all of my family support me and allow me to um, continue the tradition. It's always a thing, if you have a slight bit of passion for agriculture, you seem to have that little string pulling on you, how far away you seem to get, and it always draws you back in. Good stuff. That's for sure, mate. Yeah, you can never let it go. Absolutely. So let's dive into some agribusiness and talk about your role as the Beef Extension Officer Coordinator within Queensland. Yep. What's it all about and yep. what does it mean for the community up there yeah mate so um yeah as i said before we we mainly just try to assist people with um their business um systems so we sort of head out to properties like um, a lot of old school extension offices used to do we still go out to properties uh look at production systems um and then we sort of give people some advice on um, potential practice change and that sort of thing to improve their business efficiency and in this day and age uh, the emphasis is on sustainability so yeah. That's sort of the push that we've had lately. So just to improve those grazing practices within reef catchments is the emphasis on what we do now. Yes, yeah, some great stuff. And yeah, that hot word of sustainability and even carbon sort of attached to it now and what farmers can do. And we want to be yep. sustainable. And I think there's a link between sustainable, being sustainable and actually being profitable as well. You can have the two running in sync. How have you seen this with the beef producers up north? Yeah, look, I think um, a lot of people have sort of come out of drought in the last couple of years and a lot of the emphasis has been on just, you know, running running cattle at um, sustainable numbers, just keeping a long-term um, stocking rate that's that's um, appropriate for the country. And um, that's probably followed through to projects that we're leading now, which sort of like the grass program, for instance, the Grazing Resilience and Sustainable Solutions program, which is... Um, led by um, DAF and the NRMs in Queensland to um, assist graziers to 
remediate country that's in poor and degraded land condition and, and try to improve that land to further um, increase the business sustainability into the future. Absolutely. I think like optimising our land as a farmer, not necessarily going and buying another 100,000 acres to slap some cattle on. I think if you can optimise, you'll probably get a better return than going out there and spending 10 million for an extra 1,000 acres or whatever it may be where you are, the listener. That's right, Jack. So, yeah, that's sort of the emphasis we have on people. It's just really worth improving what you've got and continue to work with what you've got into the future. So as a beef producer, what makes a beef producer more successful in 2022? What tools and resources can we be using to leverage ourselves and our paddocks to improve? Yeah, look, Jack, I, I just think you've just got to be a bit more open-minded. You know, it's it's important now these days to try new things. So, for instance, just using the computer a bit more in the business and looking at programs that are that are available, such as satellite um, imagery and that sort of thing, to work out where the um, work out where the grass is sort of going well on your property and working out where you can probably improve your property sustainability into the future. Looking at ground cover. Um, weed cover all that sort of thing and just working out where you can run cattle in in better areas that's it and we what we used to do is run the naked eye across our paddock and see if we have made it more sustainable but now we can integrate a bit of data into it and see how we can further improve that but by collecting it i always sort of work on three years of data and you've got a pretty good backing there to see what a trend is and what isn't have you seen many beef producers look at look at it like that up there and start to get into their numbers of their grass programs or their beef programs? Yeah, for sure, mate. I mean, people up here are a lot more data-driven now as, as they are across the country, and um, that's probably led us into new programs like um, the Northern Breeding uh, Business Initiative where we, um, we've collaborated with MLA to um, look into exploring opportunities to improve reproductive rates, decreasing mortalities, increasing turnoff weights and improving genetic uh, potential of cattle in northern Australia. Yeah, there's a lot going on there when you run through those about a beef enterprise, not just growing cows and keeping your grass green, about choosing the animal that does best for your climate and also that's going to do have those growth rates, but also be sustainable within it. You don't want to be breeding these big Belgian blues up in Queensland that are going to fall over once they've sure. got all the muscle on. Um, and that's all about the approach of being sustainable throughout that whole process. It's not just sustainable breeding of your grass varieties up there, is it? No, that's right, Jack. So that's sort of, we're always just trying to help people work with what they've got and um, just Choose, choose business practices that are going to best suit their country. Yeah. And for a farmer, a scaling beef enterprise, how can we take a scaling beef enterprise to the next level within the examples you've seen within your beef extension role? Yeah, look, I think a lot of people are just trying to start off with what they've got and then aiming to produce something that's the highest value commodity they can turn off off their country. So, um, just adjusting what you can practically do on property um, is, can make a big economic difference for people. Um, just for instance, nowadays up here in central Queensland, the day of keeping bullocks is gone. So a lot of people have gone into turning off feeder cattle that suit the feedlot job these days. So, um, you know, it's it's very rare to see cattle 
sort of heavier than that 600 kilo mark running around anymore in paddocks up here because um, people are just turning cattle off that suit the market and that actually suits their, their grazing practices down to the ground as well. Yeah, as I imagine right through the whole process, a bullock's a bit harder to manage from processing, but also livestock yards and all, for the farmers, they're a big beast of an animal. How, how did that decision come about though? Is it because the market's sort of needing those feedlot cattle to turn them off into feedlots? Yeah. Look, I think it all just came down to a matter of consistency and that's that's yep. sort of come to the par in this COVID academic, uh, pandemic as well. Sorry, you know, like people just need a consistent product. Um, people need to consistently turn off numbers of cattle to be able to effectively manage their grasslands at the same time. So the two sort of been working coincidentally pretty well in this area at the moment and it's good to see. Absolutely. And also like the cattle producer can really turn these up their cows, their cattle, their steers off a lot earlier than they would holding on as a bullock and it can free up and create some even consistent cash flow. Yeah, it's it's sort of allowing people to mitigate drought risk as well a bit better. Um, I suppose, you know, if you're running a few more feeders, you're going to have to run a few more cows, but if you've got a smaller animal running around, you're able to mitigate that risk a lot better. Yeah, absolutely. And talking about drought, how... How have the producers up there gotten around or even in the midst of drought started to think about the process of when they come out and how they can better position themselves for the future, the six-month future, but also five years down the track when they may get another drought, Will? Yeah, look, I think a lot of it's just been about managing cattle and and pastures throughout drought. Um, We've had a lot of emphasis lately on having workshops to do with um, cattle nutrition, um, breeding, breeder management, um, turn off age, all that sort of thing. So the, the whole, all of that, all of that goes together well, but we've also, um, we've also got a new um, adaptability program coming out soon. So um, that'll allow businesses to be a bit more resilient, come up with some ideas to um, um, better manage their properties throughout those dry times and, um, and make hay while the sun shines when we get rain. Yeah, that's it. Take the most of your opportunities when you can, and you you can really jump on it and reap the rewards there. And you can't you can be not so reactive, but proactive in your approach for yourself as a beef producer as well. That's right. So across what what I do from day to day, everything's gone from you know being very reactive to proactive. We try to on a daily basis help people to be more proactive in their businesses and um, for myself as well it's allowed me to take that back home to our property and be a bit more proactive um, during seasonal variability. Yep I agree with you there for sure and also coming into communication within the beef producers and where they get their source of information and the diversity of that how have you seen the beef producers communicating, looking to see where they can go for working with the beef extension as yourself? Yeah, look, everyone that we've come across um, has been very progressive and um, and wanting to learn. Like there's a, there's a big hunger for learning out there. Um, a lot of people sort of are really captivated by um, cattle nutrition these days and land management. Um, it's also helped people sort of engage with um, the likes of NRMs to um, apply for funding to um, put in more um, fencing and waters and that sort of thing. And 
and with the emphasis of um, reef catchment grazing as well to put in a lot more um, riparian fencing and keep cattle out of um, vulnerable areas and that sort of thing. Beautiful. And talk to me about the reef catchment grazing, what it's all about, because we're from New South Wales and we don't have too many yeah. cows ourselves. So what is it? What does it mean for beef producers? Yeah, so look, under the reef protection regulations that have come out recently, um, graziers have to comply under these regulations by demonstrating that they're um, they're putting a foot forward in um, sustainable land management. So um, a lot of that mainly just involves um, continuing to do the great work that they've always done by managing pastures and cattle just to reduce any uh, runoff risks to the reef and that sort of thing. But um, a lot of people are very um, ahead of the game with that sort of thing, as they always have been. So, you know, if you don't have healthy land, then you don't have a healthy business. So that's what it all boils down to. Yeah, absolutely. You start looking after your dirt and it starts looking after you for that. That's so how, right. how big is that catchment where they do they are within this management program? Yeah, look, so the catchment incorporates three different river catchments. It's the Burnett Mary in southeast Queensland, the Fitzroy catchment in central Queensland and the Burdekin River in north, in north Queensland. So it encompasses a fair whack of Queensland. So um, we're just trying to get out there and, and help people through these regulations and um, just to, to continue the great work that they've always done by running a, a sustainable business. Yeah, great stuff. And... For your role within APEN as the beef extension within Queensland, what most excites you about the APEN coming up on the 10th and 11th of February? Yeah, look, I think it'll be great to mingle with a lot of people with different extension uh, experiences to me. Yep. I mean, you always take a bit away from something, someone else that you meet. You learn something different every day. So it'll be great to meet people that have different day-to-day um, -day, um roles uh, it'll be great to learn some different stuff and hopefully apply that into what i do on a daily basis back in central queensland absolutely i think the diversity of where people will be coming from for apen will really like improve yourself myself and all the others extension officers out there into bringing that back to the farmers within your area so the beef producers for yourself can really enhance what they're trying to do and bring that resource of information a little bit further forward on the ground. That's right, Jack. Yeah, it's always great to relay something that you've learned onto someone that could use it. So, um, you know, it's very rewarding trying to um, to help people through um, different things by giving them some knowledge or wisdom that you've brought from somewhere else. That's it for sure. And one thing about changing for like my age group, your age group, is a huge shift going to happen from transitioning of assets from the boomers down to the millennials and Gen Zs or whatever for that and the change that needs to happen for that. Extension role is based around a lot of changing the mindset of beef producers. How do you see change impacting agriculture in your region? Look, I don't, I don't think it'll impact it in a negative way. I think it's already impacted it positively. Um, I mean, we've sort of had a lot of people come to us over the last couple of years and they've really taken away a lot of great information and knowledge back to their properties and made some quite um, huge practice changes to, um, to, you know, continue to improve their profitability. Um, we go to places, you know, two and three times a week sometimes and, Sometimes you go back to that property three times and nearly every time you go back, there's something 
that's happened that's small, but you know, in the, in another ten or twenty years' time, that'll be something big. So it's um quite quite rewarding to um get out there and help people to continue to carry on on the land. Yeah, it's a pretty cool role for yourself. Like you see the farmers producers putting in the one percenters, and then in ten years, that's compounded just like your money does in the bank. Not so much anymore, but for that to build up the seed bank essentially really allows that as within the grass program for sure it's not you're not going to see results straight away and i think the producers no, really right. they really do know that as well yeah it's great to think about the long-term benefits that we can have um on spreading some um new knowledge and um that throughout the countryside it's it's quite um quite exciting really yeah definitely that age-old saying of keeping it better for the next generation but i really think we put the work in now we can keep it better for our own generation and twice as better for the next generation coming through so the work that you're putting in as the beef extension officer up in queensland is really helping to provide that resource of information so kudos to you mate doing a stellar job thanks very much jack really appreciate it no worries, mate. Well, I can't wait to catch up with you at APEN 2022 and all the others that are going to be there to showcase their experiences and also there's a few masterclasses. I think there's 80 papers in there. So there's going to be a wealth of information to come out of it. That's for sure, mate. Yeah, something something different to take home. That's right. Beautiful. Well, thanks for coming on the Farms Vice podcast and we'll talk soon. Thanks very much, Jack. Have a good one. Thanks for tuning in to a Farms Advice episode. Go to farmsvice.com.au for more information and spread the word. If you love this episode, give it a sneaky five-star review on Apple Podcasts so we can reach more farmers right across Australia. But until then, next Tuesday, keep on farming. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.